Hi, this is Larson Hicks, and welcome to my podcast, where I rant and rave about whatever it is I'm currently thinking about, and also occasionally bring in much smarter guests for longer conversations about topics they're passionate about. Thanks for joining me. Let's get into it. Hi, welcome again to the Larson Hicks Show podcast, YouTube channel, whatever it is. Um, it's good to have you here. Um, I wanted to to talk, maybe rant a little bit um, against evangelism. Um, and uh, it's like, whoa, wait a second. Um, that's 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 heresy. Uh, that you can't say that as a as an evangelical Christian. Well, um, I said it. Um, now I want to, I want to just, um, this isn't, this isn't, I'm not certainly not the first person to talk about this. Um, but, um, I think it's really important. Um, and, and it's that we have in the church today, we have elevated evangelism to a place that I think is, um, is totally out of sync with scripture. Um, I don't think evangelism is the pinnacle of Christian, of the Christian mission of the Christian, um, world. Um, so the great commission, you know, talks about, um, making disciples, making disciples and, and evangelism are not the same thing. Um, and I think it's equivocation to call it that. Um, and, and, um, you know, I've had another, I'm sure other videos I've talked about the connection between, um, the great commission and the creation mandate. Um, and, uh, the creation mandate is, you know, um, is to, is to, uh, be fruitful and multiply and subdue the earth. Um, and, uh, and, you know, we're, we're, we're commanded in old Testament to, uh, to train up a child in the way it should go. Um, we're commanded to, um, to, uh, teach them diligently about God, um, and his works and how he saved us. So, so the focus is, is your, is your own tribe, is your own family. Um, and, and it is discipling the nations, um, without a doubt. Um, but discipling the nations and evangelism are not the same thing. Um, um, evangelism is part of it. Um, people have to get in the door. Um, but I think the problem, I mean, so, um, Jason Cherry, who's an elder uh, at our church who preaches, um, every other week, He's got a book called um, Altar Call, uh, or I think that that may be the title. And there's a there's a long subtitle, but it's it's basically the history of conversionism. And uh, I haven't read the whole thing. I've I've kind of dabbled with it, but I, he had a he had a podcast interview a couple weeks ago with uh, our pastor, our associate pastor uh, Matt Carpenter, where they talked about the book. And I listened to that, and it was it was wonderful. Um. And, and the, the point that Jason makes, which I think is really compelling, is that um, is that conversion and the altar call and the, the altar call experience, you know, the experience of coming up to the front and and praying the sinner's prayer uh, with the pastor or rededicating your life um, or just coming up to have the pastor pray for you because you've got, you know, some big thing that that's become a sacrament in the, in, in, uh, in the church. And, um, and it's ironically, it's the people who argue against, you know, that they, they call those of us who have a higher view of, of this, the Lord's table. Um, they call us sacerdotalists. They call us, you know, people who put too much 
stock and value in in you know the uh, the actual sacrament. Um, they want to say it's just a it's just a it doesn't really matter you know how often you do it. It doesn't matter how you do it. You, know, you could use Kool Aid and potato chips. You know communion anywhere. It doesn't you know why you act like it's so special. Um, and uh, and you know there's a reaction I'm sure against. Um, against those who believe in kind of the, the real presence, the real physical presence of the body of Christ in, in the sacraments and, and the, and those who, who, who have a, um, a superstitious, um, view of, um, transubstantiation and the, and the body and bread becoming, you know, um, actual body and blood of Jesus. And, um, and, and so, okay, there's an argument there, right. That's being made. And you might reject the that position, but but um, you don't. Th- th- there is a there is more than one other option, right? Um, but anyway, those those people um, tend to be the ones. So they de-emphasize the sacraments, but then they've they've created this new sacrament of conversion, and it's a conversion experience that you have to have had. Um, we don't believe that, you know, we don't believe that I don't believe that you have to have had a conversion experience to be saved. Um, you don't have to have had a big emotional thing where you walked up to the front. And the funny thing is if you really pressed, um, anybody who really holds this stuff, they don't either, you know, they would say, well, well, yeah, sometimes it doesn't take. And sometimes people fall away. And sometimes the first time wasn't real. And I think actually I've heard that the average Baptist is, uh, gets baptized 2.6 times or something. I, someone checked me on that number, but, but it's more than once. Um, and I, I can attest to that. I grew up in that church and, and it, it was people going back, you know, several times, you know, getting baptized when they're young, falling away, you know, coming back when they're a teenager, maybe falling away again. And then after college, you know, it's basically like, I'm going to go have a season of, of sowing my wild oats and I'll come back and, and rededicate and it'll be real this time. So, um, but nonetheless, it's a sacrament. Um, and I think, I, I just think that we've, I think in the Billy Graham kind of era, and I think Billy Graham had a huge impact on the church and on America in, in, in some good ways. I, I don't think he's, uh, that's all bad, but there, I think there, um, in the first great awakening, there was a sincere, uh, powerful movement of God's spirit in a, in a true kind of reformation and revival happening in America at that time. And I think the, I've heard, a. Douglas Wilson talked about the suits and the haircuts, you know, the suits and the haircuts show up anytime they see a work of the spirit, um, that's special, um, that, that people's lives are being changed and, and, um, and some, and, you know, and, and God's moving, uh, the suits and the haircuts show up and go, Hey, we got to package this. We got to package this, you know, take this show on the road. And obviously it's, uh, you know, God, God doesn't work that way. Um, but, um, but that's not going to stop people from trying. And, and I think that's what's happened with conversionism is you, is you have an evangelism. It's been kind of boiled down to this, this, uh, this formula, you know, there's a formula to, to, to lay out. There's a standard argument that you, that you, uh, that you're able to make. You can kind of steer any conversation to, to this place where you can start your, your kind of formula, you know, where you walk through the steps of becoming a Christian and I'll tell you, you know, for me as a, as a, someone who grew up in the Baptist church, it's, I mean, it's, it's hardwired. Like it's, it's in there. Like they did a great job catechizing me because I, I still, you know, I almost have to fight it. You know, when I, when I, when I see somebody's wanting to talk about, um, 
the faith and or my faith and they're and I know they're not a Christian I'm like you know switch on evangelism mode I'm gonna start doing the thing you know I'm gonna start talking through the points and um and frankly um I don't think it's I mean I think Lord's used it uh I'm sure countless times has used it because his word doesn't return void and 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 uh, God can speak through a donkey if he wants to, you know, so, um, God uses it. Um, and I'm not arguing that, that, that people who have a conversion, you know, experience and who were evangelized in the, in, in that particular way, that what happened there wasn't sincere. I, I totally think it, it can and often is, but, um, I think what, ha- what it turns us all into is like, we're like these marketers, we're these salespeople for Jesus. And we're, and we're always looking to, to get another, another win, another sale, another notch in our belt. And, um, and, and, it, and frankly, it, it turns people into, it objectifies people in a way, or, or it, it makes the a relation, uh, it turns a relationship into a transaction. You know, it, it, it's this, you know, I'm trying to get you from this side of the column over to this side of the column. And once I get that done, like I'm good, um, I'm going to move on to the next one. And that's not discipleship. Um, you're not discipling anybody there. You're making converts. Um, and then what, you know, someone's got to disciple them. It's like, well, I'll hand that person off to somebody else. Um, but I, I just don't think that's the call. And, um, uh, that, that Jesus gave his people, um, in the great commission and, um, it's about teaching people. It is baptizing, you know, when they, when they are, when they're converted or when they're, um, when they're babies, when they come in, when, when their family comes in, baptize them, um, and disciple them, um, uh, teach them all everything that God's, um, given us in his word. And I think that's a process. That's something that takes time. Um, and if you're doing it right, it's organic. You know, somebody's, you're going with, you're, you're basically working with, the Holy Spirit, you're working with, you're going with the grain of what, um, the spirit's doing, you know, in that person's heart and mind, they're reading a book. Uh, they heard a sermon, some, something stuck out to them. It's been something they've been mulling over. You know, be ready, be ready to talk, you know, be ready to, to actually be, be, uh, approachable and interested, uh, be ready to listen. Like that's probably the biggest thing, you know, Christians like shut up, Stop trying to get in your, your, uh, your, um, your four point, you know, your four step process, your ABCs or whatever it is, um, to try to, you know, logically get them into a submission hold, you know, so that they have to admit that, uh, Jesus is God's son and he died for our sins and, and you have to now, um, convert, right? Um, stop doing that, you know, let the Holy Spirit do his job and you, uh, allow yourself to be used by the spirit, uh, ha- you know, speak the word, um, in season, out of season, be, be, just be prepared. Um, and, uh, and that just means being in my mind, that means being discipled yourself. It means being transformed uh, by God's word, reading God's word, um, dwelling on it. Um, and, um, and talking about it, you know, processing your thoughts, and just being in a place where somebody comes up and goes, man, I just, I, you know, I, I, I have been really interested in why people do this or why people think that. And yeah, let's talk about it. What do you, what are you thinking? You know, you talk, you tell me what's going on in your head and your heart and I'll, I'll just listen and I'll, and, and I'll, I'll speak up when I've got something valuable or interesting or helpful to, to add. Anyway, um, that's all I got. I'm not going to, I'm not going to dwell on this one, um, or try to chase this down a lot further. I would recommend, 
uh, Jason Cherry's book, Altar Call, to you um, if you're interested in learning more about the history of the altar call. Like, that's not a thing that that um, the church was doing uh, historically until very recently. Um, it's, a, it, it's, it's actually a really weird kind of uh, innovation, and it's become, I think, a weird sacrament. Um, and I say weird, look, you know, I, I grew up with it. And so it's not all that weird to me. Um, but I do think historically it's not, this isn't, um, this isn't a thing that we're commanded to do. This isn't a pattern we see in scripture. Um, this is kind of a innovation to try to, um, create a emotional experience, uh, to give people some sort of assurance that, Hey, something real happened and we can date it. We can put it on a calendar. There was that one day, where you got so emotional and you walked forward and you prayed the prayer. And that's the day that we know you became a Christian. And somehow that's supposed to give you some assurance. Um, and the problem is it, it just doesn't. Um, it, for people who go through that experience, um, they continue to doubt. Like, well, was that real? Because then I then I struggled with sin after that. And uh, and I stopped caring as much. And, and now I care again. So do I need to go have that, like, like, do I need to go have that experience again? Cause maybe it, now it's real. And I, I mean, it paralyzing for some people. Um, I've seen it. Uh, I've got, I've had friends who just really struggled with assurance because, um, cause it, it, because they, they were told that, that, um, that that's what you're supposed to point to is that experience. And, um, and that's easy to, um, to, uh, look back on and doubt. Um, and, uh, so anyway, I'll stop there. Um, hope that's helpful to somebody and, uh, and I encourage you to continue to, uh, to be, uh, eager to, to share the good news about Jesus Christ, about the coming of his kingdom. Um, and, uh, and, um, encourage you to continue to disciple the nations, uh, through your, um, through your life, through your work, through your um, parenting, of, um, or uh, your uh, um, role as a husband or a, a wife, um, this these are the ways that we disciple the nations, and encourage you to keep it up, um, and not feel um, um, not feel like you are um, worthless because you haven't notched up another convert uh, recently. So, all right, God bless, and we'll uh, see you next time. <laughs>